Hello and welcome to Cannabis Nation, where we help guide you through the wonderful and complex world of cannabis by shedding light on your most burning questions and dankest desires. I'm Nick. And I'm Susan. And this is episode 11. Woo! In heaven, episode 11. Alright, well we got some stuff to talk about today. We're going to be talking about terpenes today. We're going to get on board the terpene train. Everybody get on board. Yeah, that stuff that helps us with our high and gives us different effects. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, but first, yeah, Professor Potnick's going to be here. Of course, it's going to be fun. But first, we're going to talk about um, some news that we thought was kind of weird. Apparently, in California... Over 30 companies have been uh, subpoenaed all their records and businesses, their accounting, staff, investors, all that are being, that's all being subpoenaed by the federal government. Yeah, the uh, Justice Department uh, put out a subpoena that covers documents related to cannabis businesses listed on weed maps and records related to its ordering service, MarketWatch reported. Mm -hmm. Federal agents also sought records related to a wide range of information regarding weed maps, including its staff, investors, accounting, communications, and payments (laughs) to government employees, elected officials, and candidates for public Public office, office. according to MJ Biz Daily. Yeah, that's creepy. A lot of information. Yeah, especially the part about, you know, the candidates for public office, I thought was just like, I don't know, that just red flag. Yeah, yeah, seems to be weird things to target. But a weed map spokesperson told Market Watch that it receives such government requests from time to time. <laughs> yeah, like this is a housekeeping measure. That and complies they just with do. all of them. Yeah, yeah, just like that's that's unnerving. So this has happened before from time to time, just occasionally, just yeah. some casual subpoenas. I want to see what's in the catalog this year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of things that I might cherry pick, as we have spoken in previous uh, the previous episode of our search and seizure. You know how government officials have been known to cherry pick. For you know the brightest gem and the most cash or res- or whatever is available there. Yeah, yeah, but the company didn't elaborate any further than that. Uh, the company has been under fire from California officials since 2018 for advertising illegal marijuana retailers. Yeah. Now, okay, so that was I thought interesting too. Like, yeah, you might not know they're illegal. Yeah. Somebody buys ad space on your website. You you take the money and you put it up. Yeah. But again, maybe you should vet whoever's yeah. advertising your website. I mean, that's, yeah. that's there's I a fair argument to be made there. Sure. But at the same time, I mean, there's there are so many BS ads on all sorts of websites that are just meant to hoodwink you and well, and, and it's steal not just money. and it's not just California that weed yeah. maps exist either. So no, no, it's a know. national it's a national company, definitely. Yeah. So that's I just thought that was interesting that they picked on California specifically. Yeah, well, it's it's a really interesting thing to, to think about because they're the kind of companies that are being targeted by these are large scale companies, a lot of companies that are really pushing the boundaries in the uh, cannabis industry. So uh-huh. it's not hard to draw the line as to why they are specifically targeting these businesses, but it is... It's just a waste of taxpayer money. I it's, know. There's, Where are we going to go with this, yeah. honestly? I mean, don't you guys have other things to do over well, there? 
Come yeah, on. it's not like the Justice Department. Justice Department's been had nothing to do. They haven't no. had any trials no. or investigations. No, over the no, past no, few no, years. No, no, no. There hasn't been any time. indictments. No. of you know any federal employees or representatives. No, any Jeez, international so illegal. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, dancing. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so yeah. I just think very interesting to watch. You know, see what's going to happen here. Again, this uh, weed map says that this happens from time to time. Apparently, like we were talking about, maybe it's just a house cleaning measure, a, a keeping measure, so they can keep tabs on different things. Yeah. But it's going to be interesting to see if they move into any different states. That, yeah, well, that, I mean, uh, an official, it's a grand jury subpoena. So, I mean, it, they are targeting something. It's mm-hmm. not that they're just, Fishing give us your stuff. Oh. We'll just see what happens. They are oh. targeting people. Okay. You know, that, those those businesses listed in the subpoena are being directly targeted, and there's likely to be some charges brought up. That's the, you Ooh, know. we'll have to keep everybody posted on yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, the, the, these businesses are, like we said, pushing the boundaries, and, and this just proves that we're still in the fight. Mm-hmm. Like, it's easy to get complacent, yep. especially in a legal state like that, that's been legal for uh, many years now. It's easy to just be like, oh, no, everything's good, we're fine, but no. no. It there we are still on the front lines. We're still fighting, and there is a right and wrong way to do it. And there's a very thin line between them. Yeah, that's very we true. Do need to be pushing boundaries, but we need to be doing it in a way that will create positive change. Like vetting your vetting people that you're going to advertise for to make sure that they're illegal. Exactly. Operating exactly. Yeah. It's such an Things interesting. Things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Because before, when we were fighting for it, we were fighting from a total illegality mm-hmm. sense. So it was. It was civil unrest. That's that's right. the way we had to fight. But now we are in this weird legal gray area where so we have true. to – the rules are against us, but we have to fight within the rules. That's right. And that's why it's important because the rules can change at any moment from yeah. any from administration to administration. If you've been listening to the podcast, those throughout history for search and seizures or mandatory minimums, that has been a thing. Yeah. So depending on what administration we get – all the rules of engagement change. Yeah. So that's why it's so important. And, you know, I probably have said this every episode. You have to know who you're voting for yeah. and what they not don't just cherry pick an issue, but look at the aggregate, because some yes. things might look good over here, but looky, looky over there. OK, yeah. so just know what you're getting into, because it does matter. And your vote does count. I don't it care does. what people tell you. Please vote. Please, Please vote. vote. Yeah. Okay. It, it's it's incredibly important. Yeah. So yeah, the uh, there are a lot of things that you need to take into account, and cannabis needs your support. That's right. And again, let's vet people, make sure yeah. they're legal businesses. Give us all a good name. Well, so, that was a fun little appetizer. Let's yeah. move on to the main course here, Woo! huh? Yes. All right, everybody, get on what, board. Are we what? gonna get on the terpene? What's that noise? Terpene? Yeah, baby. It's a turp train. It's a turp train, and Professor Professor Potnik is gonna take us on board the 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 terpene train. Now, terpenes are strong-smelling organic compounds found in most plants and some insects that help protect them from predators. There are at least twenty thousand terpenes that we know of, that we know of, and as many as two hundred are found in cannabis alone. We are going to be discussing the six major terps, their smells, overall effects on the body, some strange suggestions to help you find said terpenes, 
things that they're useful for, and other examples of plants that they are pre prevalent in. So without further ado, Professor Potnik. Mm, hello. Hello. Wow. We are going to be discussing the six most common terpenes that are pinene, limonene, humulene, myrcene, linalool, and beta-caryophylline. Yes. So we're going to start with pinene. Okay. What does that smell like, everybody think, huh? Pine. Pine. Yep. <laughs> it's in the name. Yeah. It's, it's pretty on the nose. Uh, oh! <laughs> found commonly in pine trees, rosemary, and dill, mm -hmm. to give you a better sense. It creates a euphoric alert, anti-anxiety high when in cannabis. Also... Susan's favorite word. Bronchodilator. Bronchodilator. It's a bronchodilator. It's like a name for a heavy metal band. Bronchodilator. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah. So what, what that, does that mean? Exactly? It means that it expands the capillaries in your lungs, allowing to, them to absorb more oxygen. So you breathe better. Isn't that great? Like pot that actually helps you breathe better. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. And, I mean, <laughs> the terpene. Yeah. And if you're going to, you know, if you're going to be smoking it, that might be a little bit contradictory, <laughs> you know, but yeah. getting a high pinene product that you don't smoke right. can be great for people with uh, breathing problems. That's and right. It, like tinctures such. and stuff. Yeah. Yes. It also has some really cool memory enhancing effects. Isn't that great? See, not all pot makes you forget. Contrary to popular belief. Thank you. That's a myth. Okay. Right. <laughs> what strains are they prevalent in, Professor? Jack Herrera, Blue Dream, OG Kush, and Romulan for some common ones. Now, isn't that interesting? Yeah, that there it is a wide range. It's not yeah. just sativas or just indicas yeah. or just hybrids. No, you got the whole group here. Exactly. Yeah. So you're going to find it in different strains, and depending on what other combinations of terpenes and cannabinoids that those strains have, can create a very wide range of effects. Obviously, from just looking at it. Yeah. yeah. Outside of cannabis, it is antimicrobial, anti-inflammatory, and an antioxidant, as mm -hmm. well as paint thinner. Yeah, I think that's so cool. Like, you know, because this, this stuff is so caustic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it also is good for your lungs in yeah, small amounts. Yeah, yeah. bronchial yeah. dilator. It, but... It's, yeah, it, that is something definitely to take into a note, it, take into note, is that in cannabis, you can get up. I've seen as high as like 5% terpenes in a cannabis strain, mm -hmm. but generally you're at 2% or lower. Yeah. A very, very, very tiny amount. And even of that 2%, pinene is probably a fraction of that. So even if it's a high pinene strain. So if you have it in little amounts, it has a lot of good effects. Don't go inhaling straight no. pining because you will melt your insides. Oh, my God. Oh, uh, you just think you had the COVID at least yeah. before you die. Seriously. Yeah. Now, um... The next one, mm -hmm. lemonine. What do we think? Citrus, lemon, mm, Sprite, Seven Up. Yeah. Uh, it has uh, that you know. Once again, in the name, lemony, citrusy kind of stuff. Common in citrus rinds. Has some fantastic anti-anxiety effects that we've talked about yeah, before. Yeah, and uh, this is the one that uh, you know. This is in lemons and stuff that I tell everybody. If you've heard this before from me. Drink that lemon juice or whatever, and it'll bring you down from a really anxious high or too high. Exactly, That's yeah. Just anyway. just really good, just relaxing, not necessarily sedative, but but just calming effects calming to effect, it yeah. inside cannabis. 
Common strains include super lemon haze, mm-hmm. lemon meringue, Which is orange poison. Yummy. Yeah. Generally, all the strains that have lemon in the name or a citrus in the name are that. going to be higher in limonene. It's one of the easiest ones to pick out. Sure. Very, got... very strong, unique, you know. Yeah, that high note smell. right in front. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Now, what else is it used for? Well, historically, it has been used as a home remedy for both acne <laughs> and athlete's foot. <laughs> Head to toe, baby. Uh, head to toe. Top to bottom. <laughs> Top to bottomus. That's hilarious. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, just uh, <laughs> were people just rubbing lemons I, on their bodies and I, seeing what happened I don't back know, in the day? I, I'm hoping there was no foot and mouth thing. Oh like gosh. <laughs> well, I mean, it makes sense. Like most terpenes <laughs> that we're going to be talking about have antimicrobial, antibacterial. Well, yeah. Uh, effects to them which are predators to plants and insects yeah. both those things bacteria even and antifungal effects and fungus, so you know sure. yeah. athletes with fungus <laughs> acnes bacterial so yeah it yeah. makes sense that it works for those things yeah head to toe also going to be found in almost any household cleaner along with pinene for sure very common ones there terpenes in general are, are found very commonly in, in household cleaners soaps that kind of stuff Volatile stuff. And they give you that sense of clean, too. I like, you know, that happy euphoric. Like, yeah. This is the stuff that makes you happy and calm. Like, yeah. Like, if you're having, if you're a germaphobe and you're having a freak out, just a little bit of lemonade in that, yeah. in that soap just calms <laughs> the anxiety. Yes. Now, what's the next one, Professor? Next stop on the Terp train woo! is Humulene, yeah, also known as Alpha Caryophylline. Oh. Has an earthy, woody, spicy kind of taste, mm-hmm. smell, and taste to it. Common in cloves, basil, and hops. Ooh, hops is very close to the to cannabis. Yeah, 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 very closely related. And in cannabis, has hunger suppressant and anti-inflammatory effects. See, so if you don't want to get the munchies, get something that's higher high. in humulene. Yeah, yeah, really cool one. Uh, it also has some anti-cancer effects, anti-tumor effects, wow. also wow. antibacterial. Yeah. Now, what what uh, strains are, are are we finding this? We got White Widow. We have Girl Scout Cookie Headband for a lot of for some of the more common ones that mm-hmm. you've probably heard of before. Mm-hmm. Now, really nice one. Yeah, this is kind of interesting to me. Now, the White Widow was supposedly developed to for people who had anxiety or was supposed to you know be mm. high in CBD and help with you know that kind of thing. Oh, very that's what cool. I've heard, right? So I can't smoke it at all. Hmm. Yeah, it makes me anxious. Like, oh, really? Anything widow? Uh-uh. No. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. So, yeah, I think, yeah. Anyway. That's I, just another thing to speak to as well as the, the difference in body chemistry and brain chemistry for people. Because they, we notice all the time. We're telling you that it'll have these specific effects when you smoke yeah. it. But take that with a grain of salt. Yeah. Like, the best research you can do is... Finding out what works for you. Exactly. It's that's why. Not, I, that's why I tell people it's not an exact science because our brain chemistries are not exact science. Exactly. And they're the plant, all different. And the plant's going to be different from batch to batch, just like you, when you grow a tomato, your tomato plants are going to be different from exactly. batch to batch. So just keep that in mind that even though we're telling you some of these strains, yeah, do your own experimentation with these two. Yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely learn what resonates with you and 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 do some experimentation. Right. Next. Next up, Myrcene. Very popular one. Peppery, spicy, herbal kind of taste to it alone, but it's common in mangoes, hops, bay, le- bay and laurel leaves, 
thyme, lemongrass, and basil mm-hmm. to give you a kind of a sense of uh, mm-hmm. where those cross over. Mm-hmm. Lemongrass, so mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. In cannabis, it has relaxing effects enha- and it enhances the absorption ah. of other cannabinoids. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, so it works with the other with your system to help help your endocannabinoid system and absorb THC, CBD, uh-huh. all the other cannabinoids. So, a lot of people love mercine simply because they feel like they get more, more high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Common in GDP, which Ooh. is Granddaddy Purple, yeah. OG Kush, and Nine Pound Hammer. Heavy hitting team here. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The strong ones. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Couch lock. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Outside of cannabis can be used as a pain reliever uh, or analgesic. Right. Uh, sleep aid. Dia- it's See, good for, yeah. yeah. And also used to treat diabetes, diarrhea, dysentery, and hypertension, apparently. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, never heard well, that. Well, I guess cool. when, you know, you're you're relaxed, really. <laughs> yeah. Sweat it all out. <laughs> the, who gets, what's, where do, who gets dysentery? What? Oh, You'd be surprised. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah really, uh, worldwide, you'd be oh, okay. surprised. Yeah. Okay. I, I, yeah, my privilege is showing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> excuse me. Let me cover that up. What else is it good for, Nick? <laughs> uh, used commonly in cooking and perfumes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. A lot of these are, you know, terpenes are in a lot of different perfumes. Yeah. You know, and like yeah, they're Nick very was, fragrant. You yeah. Know. And Nick was saying cleaning aids. So you are surrounded by terpenes all the time. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Your world is terpene based. All right. It, so that's kind of the reason why we wanted to do this episode, too. So you could understand that it, not only in cannabis and what it does in cannabis, but also other plants and how we use them as well. Yeah. And I see that so commonly too, is people have never known about terpenes specifically and what they are until they get introduced to them through cannabis. Right. And then they start thinking it's this magical part of cannabis, but no, it's it's all throughout nature. It's they're, they're very, very common. Yeah. And I love the ladies that come from this, like when you're setting up a terpene thing and they're like, Oh, it smells like that spa I go to. (laughs) (laughs) So cute. Yep. What's the next stop? Next Professor? on the list is linalool. Woo woo! Yeah, very floral, sweet, really nice smelling mm-hmm. terpene, common mm. in lavender, mint, and See. birch trees. <gasps> birch trees? I okay. So this is what I thought was so funny when we were uh, doing the research for this. I found out that birch sap is good for uh, birch sap. The juice is good for hangover headaches. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So, birch. if you guys ever see me out there licking a birch, no, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm giving it a try. Yeah, yeah. I've moved on from hugging to licking. <laughs> tree huggers, tree lickers, Everywhere. that's night. Yeah. <laughs> wow, a hangover headache. Yeah, yeah. Once again, one of those things. Like, how did somebody find that out? Oh well. <laughs> I've never been so hungover I wanted to lick a tree. Well, you know what? The, this just speaks. <laughs> let me just say this. This just speaks to like how many people died to find out what we as humans can oh, consume. God, yeah. <laughs> the, the true pioneers out there. Right? The unsung heroes of humanity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So many weird things. Oh, that's great. So yeah, in cannabis, it has a sedative anti-anxiety effect, <laughs> and it's also really good for anti-spasmodic oh. effects. So, you know, any, anybody that is using cannabis to help with Parkinson's yeah, or yeah, seizures, yeah, yeah, yeah. that kind of stuff, okay. really good 
uh, to find a strain with high in linalool. Okay. Common in the strains lavender, LA Confidential, and G13. Yeah, uh, really not as heavy hitting indicas these guys, but really relaxing. Yeah, just chill. relaxing. Definitely good on the sedative effects for mm-hmm. all three of those. Yeah. Not necessarily going to be super stony, but just very calming, relaxing. Yeah. Out. Now, uh, what else is it used for, Professor? Well, pain relief, uh, mosquito repellent. <laughs> there I am. Yeah. I'm back at the birch tree. <laughs> So you have rubbing sap on me. You have a backyard kegger. You rub sap on in the night, and then you wake up hungover and just lick it off. There you go. Wow, I think we found the answer Yay. to all of our problems here. Oh, it's gonna be a great summer. Yep. Also, probably the most common terpene and perfumes. Very common in cleaning products oh, yeah, as okay. well, and also used to produce vitamin E. I don't understand that. Is that where does that? Vita- I believe vitamin E it can be in the birch sap as well. No. <laughs> possibly, possibly that might be one of the reasons it's high in vitamins and minerals yeah, and stuff that's like right. that. Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, but vitamin E can be derived from linalool. Oh, cool. Yeah. Now, professor, what is the last stop on our train? Last stop of the ooh, night. Ooh. Get off, or you're staying on the train all night. <laughs> yeah, baby. All right. We go yeah. round the loop over and over. Yep. <laughs> Just ride the loop. You could just put the episode on repeat and just listen to it all night long. I'm sure it would be great to lull you to bed. Hearing us. Yeah, you might learn a new language by the time you wake up. Anyway. I don't know what it is, but you'll learn it. It's a terpene train, baby. All right. So, beta caryophylline. Ooh, it's got two. Okay, yeah. And who are we? We are... Spicy and earthy. Yes. Related very closely to alpha caryophylline, like I said before, or humulene. Mm-hmm. Also found in hops, black pepper cloves, rosemary, mm-hmm. okay. to give you some ideas okay. of what kind of smell you're getting it for it. Mm-hmm. With cannabis, it's this is a really cool one because it's an actual CB2 receptor binder. Yeah, so that means your endocannabinoid system that already exists, this terpene... Binds itself. Yeah, exactly. So those. instead of just like with myrcene, which helps THC and CBD bind to your receptors, caryophylline itself binds to the receptors. So CB2 is known to be huge throughout the mm-hmm. immune system, which mm-hmm. is really good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very relaxing as very. well. Yes, yes, so. yes. And good medicine, I feel like. Because mm-hmm. tell them the strains that are involved in here. Girl Scout Cookie, Gosh, Bubba Kush, yeah. Chem Dog. I love Chem Dog. Yeah. And it's kind of strange too because. You've got more uh, hybrids and mm. then the indica, you know. It, so, again, this is another strain that doesn't specifically go to just sativa indica or, you know. Not that the, any yeah. of them really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, the, not to burst anybody's bubble, but it kind of tells you how little sativa hybrid and indica really mean. Yeah. <laughs> there, yeah. When we had land race strains that grew to f- match their environment, Plants in hot climates and plants in, in colder climates, they would grow very differently and therefore produce many different chemicals. So yes. that's why we would have, that's kind of why we judged it like that back then. But now, very, very few of the strains on the market are land-raised strains. Yeah, We're talking sure. everything has been been hybridized and, sure. and crossed and crossed and crossed. So we really don't yeah. have... Exactly, and then we—that's a whole other conversation about phenotypes, you exactly. know, and that kind of thing. Like, so again, this is just a terpene-specific strain to go to, exactly. but just know that you know, again, you're going to be all over the spectrum. 
Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And outside of cannabis, it's used both as a painkiller and anti-inflammatory. It's yeah. also an anti antioxidant and gastroprotective, making it a great digestive See? aid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. if you're getting any tinctures for belly problems, yeah, yeah. something high in beta-caryophyllene is really good. Yes, yes. It's also known to reduce alcohol cravings. Which drives me. This is so funny to me because it's prevalent in hops too, right? And like, yeah. we don't like, we call it barley. It's Hops is where you get beer, okay? Like, I don't know anybody who just like, you know, oh, I'm having hops tea. I mean, I'm sure there you're out there, but anyway, so I just think it's really like, when have you ever had a beer and gone, you know, I don't want another one. <laughs> I'm, my craving for another beer has been greatly reduced by this one. No, no, no. Actually, the first one is usually prep. Anyway, <laughs> maybe alone. I don't know. I think trying to like suppress alcohol cravings while you're drunk is like trying to swim in molasses. <laughs> You were not getting it anywhere. No, no, but no, no. Yeah, a little bit, you know, alone. No. You know, sniff some black pepper. I don't know, maybe I'll help. Like some birch sap. That was. I know the other. Linalool. I know. I'm so I'm sorry. Get off I mean, good for other things. Though. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that brings uh, us to overall. That wraps up our little informational section about those specific terpenes. Right. But the importance of curing. Okay, please, Professor. Yeah. Just before we get off the train, everybody, you know, we're going to gather our luggage here, make sure we got everything, and Professor is going to regale us with what that, why that's so important for yeah. the terpenes. Yeah. At the last stop here, talking about curing. The curing process is something that's used through all throughout food and, and preserving mm -hmm. things in all sorts of different ways. You know, it, it's, it's a way to... Make a product last longer, yep. avoid bacteria, yeah. mold, all that kind of stuff. But in cannabis specifically. And can I say this too? And while trying to maintain some, you know, flavor, yeah. you know, from yeah, exactly. freshness. Yes. Exactly. So in cannabis, it does have multiple purposes. It's one to just slowly dry out the bud mm -hmm. so you don't have any mold growing on it. Right. Uh, but to slowly dry it out while preserving all the oils like terpenes, cannabinoids, all those things that make cannabis so enjoyable right. as a plant. Yeah, you want the moisture to evaporate. You don't want those volatile oils and terpenes to... Specifically the water, too, because when we think of moist cannabis versus dry cannabis... Mm -hmm. Having a good content of oils is really the moisture that you want. Right. You don't really want very high actual water moisture in your plant. For sure. So something that's super duper dried out doesn't mean it doesn't have enough water in it. It means the oils weren't preserved properly. Right. So why do you need to preserve the oils other than just it gives you the high? Well, what happens when the plant grows? It produces these things called monoterpenes, which are very small chemicals right. that evaporate very quickly, quickly. and easily. Yep. They are the strongest smelling. Yeah. So you, I'm sure many people have had this experience where you open up a jar and it smells amazing, amazing. at first. Yeah. And then you leave the lid off for five minutes and you come back and what, you can't smell anything. Well, what the hell happened? Yeah. It all, it <laughs> yeah. all went poof. Yeah. So that's another really important thing that curing does is it allows these monoterpenes to go through reactions that make them heavier, yep. more stable chemicals mm -hmm. that are going to stay with the bud for a longer period of time. Thank you. Make it last longer Thank and you. be good for longer. Longer. Yeah. 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 So... In this new day and age where the average consumer has so much more access to the knowledge of who is growing their weed, how they're growing it, pay attention to that and right. give your money 
to the growers that are doing it right, that mm-hmm. are careful, that are patient, and that are putting the love and care into it. And, and I will speak to this too, that you are actually going to spend less money because you're going to need to smoke less. So you're going to do less damage to your lungs yeah. and your body as far as that's concerned. And your money's going to go further. You're going to get more bang for your buck. So just, you know, people come in and they're like, what's the freshest? It's like, it's not a milk product, everybody. It's more like a cheese or a wine product. Yeah. And just like any cheese or wine, you know, it can go, it could go bad if it's not done correctly. Yes. It can go bad if it's not done correctly and age can be better in a lot of cases. That's correct. Just like people. Yeah. Exactly. It keeps maturing. Yes. <laughs> it keeps maturing. Or, <laughs> oh, we go backwards. For some. Yeah, for some. For some. <laughs> well, thanks, Professor. It's been a great ride on the terpene train. Yeah, I always have fun talking about this stuff. Yeah. So now it's time for our review. But not a review. No, in lieu of other review, because we're doing the COVID, you know, we can't share or... You know, and we'd have to go to our separate corners. Yeah. It's just like not as much fun. Not the way to experience yeah. cannabis with a friend. We're going to have to figure it out. But in the interim, we thought we'd do a little thing called story time. Yeah. And today we were we were going to talk about because terpenes, we're talking about terpenes. Yeah. So when did we first notice a strain? Like when did mm. a strain go, oh, and yeah. you noticed it, right? Yeah. So I'm going to have... Nick here, tell us his first story of his first, uh, I just caught the dragon. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, that's a funny thing to me is it was kind of an aggregate effect of a few different strains that, that really made me fall in love with cannabis because I found when I first started smoking medical cannabis, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when I was prior to that, you know, you just get what you got and oh, what they had. Yeah, and, yeah it, no. I mean, there were some people that specifically knew and interacted with growers and could get specific strains and know what they're smoking, but not the general all. population was getting a bag of uh, Not us in the Midwest. That was coming yeah. from Mexico. That's yep. some nasty. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So prior to that, my only judge was how high did I get? Did right. I, just, just pure strength. That's the only thing I thought, thought about with weed. But when I started getting medical cannabis, it opened up me up to this world because mm-hmm. I go into a dispensary mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, instead of bag of weed, I have 10 different strains yeah, to choose yeah. from. Mind blowing. And I didn't even know where to start. Sure. So I did some experimentation. I know. All, that's exactly. It's just know that all of us have that moment. Yeah. Yeah. That we're like God smacked by the amount of choices and how little we don't know. So yeah. go ahead, Nick. Yeah. So one of the first ones I fell in love with was Sour Diesel. Oh. And it was because it had just, it had this amazing creative effect to mm-hmm. it. Like I would smoke a bowl and I could just sit there for an hour getting lost in my imagination. And I love that. <laughs> yeah. I love that. It's so much fun. It's so, it's useful in a lot of ways. Like if you are a creative person or trying to be, uh, <laughs> Sour Diesel can be really great help for that. But I just remember that like, as soon as I had the chance to really try things and really notice the difference between them head to head, trying different strains, mm-hmm. I noticed that 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 creativity factor was huge for me. Right on. And I really liked that. So for a long time, I stuck with Sour Diesel and the few other strains that I found that really did that creativity. Sure. Then I had Girl Scout cookie for the first time. Ah. 
And I didn't know about all the California growers and, sure. and you know, Jungle Boys, all that stuff. I just, it was just another strain that I was buying. But I smoked that one, and it didn't have that crazy creative factor to it. But every time I lit it up, it felt like the weight of the world was melting <laughs> off my shoulders. Awesome. I just felt so awesome. good and relaxed and uh -huh. content. Not sleepy, not ridiculously stoned, just so good, wow. you know. And that kind of opened up my world a little bit more. It's like, oh, I have been looking for these specific strains that do these specific things. Sure. But I've found one that does not that at all. But I freaking love, love it. it. Yep. I freaking love it. And I that that I think that was the moment when I was like, okay, this plant is amazing. Yeah. yeah that was yeah. that was my oh wow moment when I found out that it has all these different effects and I like so many of them for so many different reasons. Right. Right. You know? Right. right. And also, I think you're really good at mixing your terpenes and giving a ride. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot a lot of connoisseurs will poo-poo me for this. <laughs> That's true. But I was one of them. I was. Yeah, yeah. I will admit it. <laughs> single, single strains are great, but mixing a couple strains together that you like the effects of is going to give you a whole new world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A whole new world. And I yeah. highly recommend it. I think it's a very important thing to do to, to expand that that spectrum that you're yeah. getting with each hit, you know. You can smoke the strains back to back, but I don't know. There's something different about grinding them up together, together. and loading them into a bowl yep. and hitting them together that just gives it's a like whole a cake. new world. Yeah. You went from fudge to a cake. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Exactly. But nowadays, I'm... I've tried all sorts of different stuff and I still love those creative strains. I still love those super relaxing and calming strains, mm -hmm. but I've gone to hunting for the more obscure a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like the, uh, only a few times have I ever found a great cheese strain. Yeah. You know, one that not just has the name cheese, but has that, that stinky, ooh, that, yeah, I love funky, that stinky. cheesy yes. smell to yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I absolutely love it. You Me know, too. I've, to the point where I've done research into it, I figured out what terpene is predominantly makes that smell, which is isovaleric acid. And what is that? It is it is a terpene that has that stinky cheese. It's actually also technically a fatty acid, oh. uh, but it has that stinky, cheesy funky smell to it not a whole bunch of research has been done uh -huh. specifically with its relation to cannabis so uh -huh. there's not a lot of information of, out there about how it's going to affect you or okay. different effects it's going to have right. uh, i usually find cheese cheese strains to be on the more euphoric and also kind of heady yeah. side but not buzzy more like like a relaxed but still mentally i was gonna say yeah they don't get me they don't get me all anxious. No, but no. I still, but I am. You're like, woo, this is a yeah. nice ride. Yeah. So kind of a really nice in between of those two highs that I'm talking about. Yeah. It's like a really nice relaxing feeling, but also mentally stimulating creative. and creative. Yeah, that, for that, sure. Which is just awesome. But I'm always on the hunt for that kind of yeah. stuff. Good to know. I'll look for you, buddy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> if you find any or yeah. Hey, any listeners out there. Yeah. If you're in Washington State, at least yeah. if you find some, if you find some really cheese. good cheese, freaking email me, dude. Yeah. Let us know. Yeah. yeah. So, what about you, Susan? When when was your oh gosh moment with uh, with a specific strain? Okay, so much like you know, like you were saying, you know, did it get me high or didn't it? You know, yeah. and when I was smoking pot, we where I was, you didn't. 
unless you knew somebody's college brother or something that was getting a little bit better quality, you got that brown Mexican dirt read, and that was nasty. But nice. it got it got you high. It did. It, it was popcorn in a freaking bowl, but oh, it got you high. Yeah, all the seeds, seeds and, and stuff. Oh, it was Oof. nasty. But so, and you never knew what you were getting, you know. And then. Later on, um, I had a friend who uh, may or may not have grown marijuana. It's and- okay, Susan. It's okay. <laughs> you can, you can, you're safe here. I don't This see, is a I safe space. I don't know. It's just, it's all so new. We always, <laughs> we got to put a veil on that. You just mist and fog. You don't talk about it. You don't bring it out of the light of day. Yeah. Anyway, so. Um, I was lucky enough to be a tester <laughs> for different strains and yeah, stuff. And so I remember when bubble gum came across this old factory Ooh. and I got to tell you, wow, f- just, you know, so sweet and fr- like bubble gum. Yeah. And then, you know, how beautiful it was and crystalline and hairy. And, well, oh, such a, it's such a colorful strain oh, too. I mean, is. you got bright green, you got Pinks and purples, and you have orange, bright orange hairs. hairs. I mean, it yeah. was beautiful, yeah. right? And it stank. It was danky, yeah. right? And now, but that's because it's high in mercy. And I, I, oh. I got, no, 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 no. so danky and then a little pining in there. So I'll never forget where I was, where I first smoked it. That's how much I liked it. Like, yeah. how many people can say they remember what they were doing and where they were when they smoked that that strain, right? Yeah. Okay, so for me, that's the bubble gum. And I was, we went hiking with friends, right? And so uh, the person who, anyway, so hiking with friends and we all smoked it. It was just like, really, like within two hits, you were stoned. Yeah. Right. It wasn't like, oh, let's pack another bowl. It was like, well, you know, we've all been smoking pot for a couple minutes. So, yeah. You know, right. So and all of us had the same experience where it was like we levitated and up the trail. Like, yeah. And we were all euphoric. It was like, oh, listen to that bird song. And oh, look at the colors. That's and awesome. The, oh, it was great. And the <laughs> wind on your face. I mean, it was just like so happy and that is fantastic it was it was was just like like i said it was like we just levitated and we all had that same experience so bubble gum for me is where it's at you know and it's hard to find too uh at least in washington state that i know of it hasn't come across us very often yeah yeah it's it's really interesting having been a part of this industry for some time now in that the hype strains come out and then Mm -hmm. they're all over the place Place. and then it's so hard to find the old stuff you know and there are still lots of growers that are cultivating the older strains but they're few and far between Mm -hmm. and even most of the time if they are cultivating the older strains they're the old hype strains you know not necessarily those those goodies that were tucked in that never really got the mass popular right and that speaks to it as a commercial crop yeah you know that these plants might yield less or take longer to yield yeah so ergo that you're not making that money as quickly you're not doing that turnover so i have a feeling that as we move forward in the market that we're gonna have much like a beer kind of situation where you have your budweiser's right anheuser bushes and then you're gonna have your small micro breweries where some of these strains we might start to see some more of as people get more craft oriented and less commercial but i don't know when that's going to happen or what that looks like but i just kind of see there's already sort of that that's already sort of happening in a lot of the markets Mm -hmm. you know that it's not a a direct 
split between Bush and in Kraft, right. but we are starting to see a somewhat of a separation where you have yeah. that crazy maniac that spent 15 years in his basement, <laughs> yeah. you know, with, yeah. with these plants that yeah. talks to them and sings yeah. to them. And <laughs> Knows their names. Play, yeah, <laughs> names every <laughs> single one. one. Yeah. <laughs> Can look at a, a little brown spot in one leaf and know exactly what's wrong, wrong with, with the it. plant or yeah. what it needs more of. And then you have the people that are producing a lot and are producing consistently sure. and they have good stuff totally but it's nothing unique or no. mind-blowing you right, know right right so and it, one thing i will say about the bubblegum strain as well was that, that expando stuff that i've talked about before where you have to be careful how much you take into your lungs because it just like grows somehow <laughs> and those are very rare to find as well so hope you have enjoyed our story time story time in lieu of a review, review. So thanks for listening to Cannabis Nation. We hope this has helped shed light on your most burning questions and dankest desires. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Cannabis Nation Podcast. This is Susan. And this is Nick. Ending on a high note.